Okay, I think we're here for real this time. The last one was a trial run. I think this is real. I know we're live, but there may actually be more people than just us um, out there. I've already got four people showing that they're watching. There were only there was only one earlier, and I'm pretty sure it was my. Uh, so it's my, probably me. <laughs> it, was, it was my good looking no, producer. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, so we're live. We're back. Um, we started this earlier, and I found out what was the deal right away. Some idiot, when he uh, made this episode on YouTube, didn't bother ever posting that video or switching that video from unlisted to live or to public, I mean. So, yeah, it's me. I'm the idiot. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So, uh, so now we're back. I made it. I remade it real quick. I was, it was a good thing. You can just copy and paste. I didn't have to type anything out. So we're back. We're live. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for hanging with us. Um, waiting for that link to show up. Those of you that did, maybe more will join in now. Uh, this is the best show that no one's watching. And, and every week I like to say that we go out live to tens of people. So hopefully tens of people will be joining us. Uh, but this is the Get Off My Lawn podcast. And we're very happy to have you with us this time. Uh, more than just the, uh, just the people that were on the screen with me now that we've got an actual audience. So, uh, so thanks everybody for joining us and, uh, please get out there in that live chat, leave those comments. We want to know that we really are live, that you can actually see us. Uh, so far I've got, uh, Sandhill Sweetheart. My beautiful producer is, uh, in her, in her producer's chair right over here. Uh, there's Carolina. Okay. I know we're going out live now. Um, we've got Travis, we've got Pat, Sandhill Sweetheart, now Carolina EDC Reviews is out there. So I know that we're going live. All right, we didn't start this one off the way that uh, we normally do, just because it was kind of a frantic last minute, oh, let's get a new, uh, a new YouTube video built real quick. So now that that's the case, let me go over here to um, Twitter, and I'm going to pin this, even though it's my latest tweet right now um let's delete that tweet we don't even want that anymore and we're gonna repin oops there we go we'll pin that one now anybody that goes to twitter at sandhills john um will find us uh, also and you can find this episode so all right uh also make sure you hit that share button please share this is the right link to share let everybody know i think we're gonna have a really fun night tonight let's pull that down off the screen and uh, we're going to kind of jump right into stuff here. Um, so uh, so real quick, we're just going to say hello to everybody in the panel. And then we'll kind of get rolling, see who's out there in the chat, who's actually gotten some uh, gotten some links now and notifications or notifications anyway that the that the chat went live. So uh, real quick here, let's just bring everybody back the main view of all four of us here on the screen. So uh, if you're looking at the screen, it is directly to my left, your right, coming to us from an undisclosed location, deep underground, somewhere near the Nebraska-Kansas border, but we don't actually know where. The thing could be clear under Kentucky, for all we know. I don't know how long the tunnel is uh, to get down in there, but Pat is in the bunker. The eagle has landed. Pat is in the bunker. Dogs barking. Cats can't fly without umbrellas. You know what? No prizes, but bonus points to the first person out there in the chat that can tell me the movie that had dogs barking, cats can't fly without umbrellas. Uh, Pat, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well, especially sitting right beside my Titan II missile since I'm in a bunker, you know. Oh, you're... <laughs> that narrows it down. 
That narrows yeah. down the location. Well, there could be a couple, but it, no, I'm, 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 I do very well. <laughs> well, and now, yes or no, are you in a location that has a silo? What kind of missile <laughs> silo? <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying necessarily missile silo. Just, just is there a silo anywhere where you are? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe full of grain. We don't know. Maybe it's or called a harvest. Pat, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here. Glad to have you along. Glad to be here. Thanks for having right. me on. Moving clockwise on the screen, directly below Pat, we've got one of Lincoln's two most eligible bachelors, everyone's favorite tactical teacher, Travis P11, is in the hizzy. Hey, man. What can I say? I'm excited to be here tonight. Missed having, uh, you know, last week, you know, you had the Cinco de Marriage. I need to correct your yeah. Spanish real quick. It's Cinco de Matrimonio. Okay. Cinco de Matrimonio. So that's your that's your new term for Cinco de Marriage. Just okay. so you know. Um, yeah. I don't know if you Ma know this. Matrimonio. Yes. So yes. you might want to take notes on this. I'll tell okay. you this because you may not be aware. Yeah. We do what we want. Oh, no. I understand completely. I'm just saying <laughs> if you're going to speak Spanish and you're with me, I'm going to correct it. So you don't have a choice. So. Uh, yep. but we'll talk yep. about that later. You can, talk yep. about you can correct my Spanish right. all yeah. you want to. That's fine because here's the thing: I don't sprechen the el Espanolish. Okay, <laughs> there you go. That's the yeah. Thing. Das ist gut. <laughs> but uh, hey, just quick quick plug here: check out my channel Travis P11 on YouTube. Got a podcast I do on Thursday and Thursday nights from six to seven Central Time, and Saturday mornings eight to whenever Central Time Saturdays. Uh, not doing one this weekend. We're five years of Caliber Corner like tomorrow and i'm not actually doing an, uh, a show this weekend i've got a lot of stuff going on the graduation coming up this weekend for for people so i'm gonna be busy but we'll be back in two weeks we'll do an episode next thursday and then next saturday so That's i got good. like i said i got 200 some episodes people can check out if they want so so no cinco de matrimonio episode for being married to no rings for so long? no afraid not so I, it feels like i'm married to some of these guys on the panel man they keep coming back every week you know it's god i'll tell you what i can't get them to go away so yeah 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 yeah, well, it's more, like found, a, it's more of a bro bond, if you will. So I, yeah. I found out that uh, when when it comes to those links, if you send them out, yeah, people do tend to come in and, yeah. and be on the panel. So that's why Absolutely. I said, excuse me, I sent several out. We'll see if we get any more any more panelists throughout the night. Yehuda thought he might want to pop in, um, so so we'll see we'll see what happens here. Um, but uh, all right, so and I think I got that email sent to the same people. Hopefully. Um, so anyway, Travis, thanks for being here. Glad yeah. to have you along. And no then um, also joining us, we've got uh, Chris from the 740. Is it 740 <laughs> or 740? How do you say it over there? 740. All right. From the 740. <laughs> Just like uh, all of us. Uh, well, I, two I of us zero. are in the 402. Pat, I don't even know where the line is. If you're in the 402 or out in that 308 territory, you're in the 402, right? Yes, I am <clears throat> almost in the 308, but I am in the 402. Gotcha. So that narrows it down a little bit, but I this could be a remote location. You just, you know, that you that know. only mean no, that only means that the <laughs> entrance to the to the bunker is somewhere near Nebraska Kansas border but we don't know exactly like I said we don't know how far it goes what kind of interdimensional portals one passes through to get into the bunker the thing could be in Uranus for all we know um speaking of uh, the cake is a lot a little a little segue um 
those of you that you can't see my shirt, I just have to show this off. I'm so proud to have been here. So, and I got the shirt to prove it. Um, oh, let me turn that way. So, if you're anywhere in Missouri, central Missouri, and you're on what was that Interstate 44, um, about an hour north, and let's see, it goes runs northeast, goes from Springfield, Missouri, up to St. Louis, and about an hour east northeast of springfield there's a little uh little rest area sized spot on the east side of the road or the southeast side of the road um that uh it's it's uranus uranus missouri you need to go check it out in fact google it when when we're done here google it uh you look it up on youtube there's some cool stuff they they have a fudge factory in uranus they pack a lot of oh, fudge there God. the best fudge comes from uranus um <laughs> And, and there's a lot of cool stuff. They have an escape room where you can escape Uranus. Uh, and any Uranus joke that you can think of, if you've got the humor that I have, which is about a 12-year-old, uh, yeah. you're going to love it. You need to go check it out. Um, you, it's true. The, one, the, the best banana split my in-laws had ever had, and, and one of the biggest bananas, um, was in Uranus. Oh, man, and uh, I drove going. a pickup into Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, dude! <laughs> I, I sure they don't call it Uranus. Uranus. Pa you know? oh, yeah, no, you need to do the research. You got to come to Uranus, Missouri. Yeah, nope, it's Uranus. <laughs> so uh, uh, there, there is my uh, that that I'm not paid to to shill Uranus. I just I love Uranus so much that I think everybody should spend at least part of a day in uranus so oh, uh so man. go check that out on your own time i'm, I'm the jokes gonna... i could make right now and i'm not going to because i like my job so i know and they and they they write themselves uh <laughs> oh it, it gets worse trust me just do some research see all the things that are there um yeah anyway so so go check that out on your own time um chris is sitting there thinking what the heck did i just get into <laughs> okay switching gears couple things that i want to go through real quick um we are, uh, for for now, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. After that Uranus bit, they may throw us out. We'll see. Uh, so you can go check out all kinds of cool podcasts over at Self-Defense Radio Network. Um, Gun-related, freedom-related, Second Amendment-related, lots of great stuff. Uh, it's at sdrn.us. That is Sierra Delta Romeo November dot Uniform Sierra. So go check that out. Uh, we're very, very proud to have been included in that uh, group of awesome podcasts. So, uh, and then real quick before I uh, before I I move on, you notice there on on the screen in the top right corner, right uh, right above Pat's backpack back there, in the muzzle of his uh, of his scary black murder tool. I mean, America's rifle um, is our logo. Our sponsor tonight is Sandhills Defense, uh, which is it's it's my company. I get to be my own sponsor this week. And maybe one day I'll have a shirt or hat or something to wear when we do this. Uh, I finally got business cards made, uh, but we have the official logo up and running now. So uh, so if you're in northeast Nebraska or you're within driving distance of northeast Nebraska, I, I, I have class. I will travel. Um so uh, I would love to uh, to get, especially if you know somebody who's just learning about, uh, especially defensive pistols, uh, things like that. Um, when uh, when you you want to go learn how to do all the cool John Wick stuff, um, first of all, I'm not the guy, but I'm the guy that you need to go see first to learn how to safely, responsibly use your handgun 
so that then you can go uh, take that class with Taryn Butler or whoever uh, and learn how to do all the John Wick gun foo stuff that he does. So I don't teach the gun foo. Uh, I just teach the safety, the responsibility and how to manipulate uh, the firearm, clear malfunctions, that kind of stuff and get you on target. So that's what we do. Uh, empower yourself to be your own first responder. Uh, we, we love helping people do that. So, so go check out Sandhills Defense. Uh, you can go to sandhillsdefense.com or give us a call. Uh, 402-851-0726 would be the number, uh, which I do check every now and then. But if you want an instant response, either find us on Facebook or go to the website and contact us there. So, all right. Um, let's see here. Let's pull that back off the screen. We'll get that back going and come back over here to the comments all right who's out there real quick we've got of course sandhill sweetheart my beautiful bride is in the producer's chair like i said earlier travis pat are out there carolina's out there agorizers in the house uh chris from the 740 out there and in here who else do we have mike is here um we need a few more of you to uh, i know there's more of you watching so so go jump in the comments uh let us know you're out there we want to say hi to you and we really want your input your feedback and make this a, an actual excuse me an actual conversation as we go through here and, and like i was saying on the uh, on the last version of this where we didn't actually go live out to anybody um we uh i want this to to not be well, i'm not going to go around the horn i'm not going to call on people I just want to like, like we're sitting around a campfire, sitting around a, uh, a table, uh, having coffee, whatever. I just want these to be discussions. Uh, so, so everybody, you know, has, has a say, everybody jump in and we'll get the comments on the screen, um, as they come through. So, uh, um, I missed that comment. Where'd that come from? Where'd that go to? John, I'm going to post the, the link here uh, over on Facebook. You guys haven't put it up on our sites, have you? Some of the places you and I frequent. Oh, I posted the wrong link all over the place last night. Okay. So, yeah, I'll go ahead the, and paste the right I don't know if you'd already done that. I wasn't going to do it if you already did. I can do it in like five seconds. So. No, no, it takes yeah. a long time. So, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, oh, there it is. There's the one I was looking for. I've been in Agorizer's neighborhood. Uh, forgive me, I'm drawing a blank. That's why I wanted this on the screen. Agorizer, I can't remember uh, where your neighborhood is. It must be somewhere near <laughs> Springfield. <laughs> Not Uranus. Um, so, so we'll see. Um, we'll see what Agorizer says out there. So tonight, I I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about the government. Not just the way that the government overreaches, but why. And um, I titled this episode, it, I almost titled it, Who's Your Daddy? And then I switched it over to Father Knows Best. But uh, I, I kind of wanted to, to put Father Knows Best or Who's Your Daddy? You know, some of those old uh, melodramas and, and some of the old silent films. You know, they had a, a two-part title. Uh, so I, I thought maybe we would... We would try that, but I didn't. But the the government keeps acting like uh, like they're our daddy. Really, that's all it, the only way I know how to say it. Uh, so I just want to talk tonight about lots of different ways. It's it's not just those of us who own guns or or those of us who um, those of us who drive cars or whatever is the case. I mean, 
the government has stuck its grubby mitts into literally every corner of our lives, whether we like it or not, whether we invited them or not, and whether we even realize it or not. And so for the land of the free, uh, we're fast becoming the land of the free to do whatever daddy government says we can do. And it, frankly, it pisses me off. Um, and, and not just the fact that they've gotten away with it for so long, because that's been a slow burn. You know, it, it's it's just like all of our rights dwindling away. That's been a, a slow uh, incursion uh, of them getting into our lives. So it's it's not as noticeable when it's gradual. Right. But uh, but the, the the big reasoning behind it, um, it's not just the fact that they they can. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. Um, they, they can, they can get away with it. We, they know that as a, as a people, we will let them, we've proven that time and time again, but ultimately, um, I think it comes down to the fact that, uh, that they think that they know more than we do. They think they know what's best for us better than we do. Therefore, they are the ones qualified to make our decisions. We're not qualified. And the, the more people who, they can convince are not qualified to make their own decisions, then the more people they can stick under their thumb, get them dependent upon that government teat. And once you start pulling on that, it's really hard to get weaned off of it. And we see that time and time again. So, um, so what do you guys think? I mean, I'm, I'm going to start off and I'm just going to start off with back. Uh, who was it? De Blasio when, when he was mayor of New York city and he banned Fountain drinks larger than what was it, thirty-two ounces? I mean, you you couldn't go to get a big gulp anymore. Those were those were banned because because the mayor of New York knew more about your health and making your choices. Now he didn't ban cigarettes or chewing tobacco, just the fountain drinks because we all know that the fountain drinks are actually uh, the only unhealthy thing in New York. It's the root of all evil, man. The, the big gulp is that's where all of our world's problems come from. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you're only saying that you because know, you're in the pocket of Big Bucky. I don't want to exactly, and I don't want to rip on anyone, any one particular, you know, store. But have you just walked around your local convenience store or grocery store and seen what they're selling you? Have you ever picked okay. up packaging and read it? Yeah. Have you ever found anything healthy? I mean, it's like they won't go after those places, but they want to just go after something simple, just a just a big old glass of Coke that I feel like I've earned today. I just want that. And I can't have it. So I got to go buy two 16s. Hmm, well, it sounds like a magazine capacity band doesn't. Let's go buy three tens if I can't have one thirty. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. no, you make a great point. I mean, pick any convenience store. I don't care where you live, where you are. Uh, you're gonna walk around. You're gonna see all kind. You're gonna see the greasy uh, bratwurst and and Polish dogs and those things. You know, on the rollers. Street vendor. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, food. you're gonna yeah. see that in there. You're gonna see the uh, um, the pre-made sandwiches that are you know mystery meat if they're even meat and they're not even the ones that are made by beyond meat um you know the prepackaged sandwiches and the the burritos that you can nuke them all you want but you can never get the middle hot um but the ends are both lava i mean you know all that stuff's going to be in there and yeah any kind of energy drink and and thing like that i mean they've got it used to be just one door of the cooler was full of energy drinks and now there's almost more energy drinks than there is pop or soda or coke depending on the part of the world you live in um and then what up by the register there's one basket with three apples and a banana yeah <laughs> oh we, we've got healthy stuff there's there's an apple or a banana i mean 
you're right. It's it's terrible. Um, now that's not the government. I'm just going off on the way that you know the uh, as a society we've decided we'd rather have convenient than healthy. Right? Healthy is inconvenient. It really is. If you want to eat healthy, that means you're going to make your own meals. And so that's that's not so much the topic of the night, but interesting rabbit hole that I just ran down for a little bit. But, you know, you're right, though. It starts with little things like that. You know, people get this taste of power and they start off with little things they know they can get you on, you know. And there's some things that I understand we need them for our safety. I understand that, like speed limits in the construction zone. OK, I understand that there's people working or whatever. You know, there's little things that I think are reasonable, but just little just little extreme things that pop up. It just it just drives me nuts. And like you said, you kind of as a person, you get a taste of that power and control over people. And I think that that is what drives them because they know they can use that power and control to achieve their goals, manipulate people and get out of them whatever they want, including getting reelected and whatnot. So, oh, yeah, I, uh, I think that's that's, just, that's very true. And, you know, speed yeah. limits, there's another one. Um, why do we have speed limits? Because the government doesn't trust people to be able to make their own decisions on what's too fast. Now, I agree. Those of you that are screaming at your phone or, or computer or what have you right now, I agree. There are people that are literally too stupid to slow down. And those are the ones that get themselves killed. Okay. I get it. Right. But why does the government care about that? Are we not a free people to make our own decisions? Does that freedom not come with responsibility to be responsible for our bad decisions? And that's the other thing. When, when you're five years old, whoever it is that's raising you, whether you have a, a dad or a mom or, or, you know, there, there's somebody who's in authority over you and is, is guardian over you. That person, when you're five, makes your decisions. They're also responsible for you. By the time you're an adult, you're supposed to be responsible for yourself. And the government, time and time again, is trying to show people um, or, or rather um, convince people to, to not take responsibility for themselves not take responsibility for their actions, then the government gets to be the one to step in and say, well, we told you guys to slow down, but you're not doing it. And now we have to come and clean up the mess and we have to pay for all these people that are dying. I don't agree. I think people should be able to make their own decisions on whether or not they want to drive fast or slow whether or not they want to wear a seatbelt, wear a helmet on a motorcycle, all these things. People should make their own decisions. The state should stay out of it, including paying for their uh, their collisions, their their mashups or whatever. Um, if, you, if you want to be reckless, that's going to come with potentially uh, a price that you may not want to pay. It may be your life. It may be your health. Um, it, it may just be a whole bunch of money that you need to pay to repair that guardrail that you tore through. But that's kind of what I think about that. The, the, that's another place the state needs to stay out of. Um, I get it up to a point since they are using our tax money to, to build the roads and whatnot. Um, you know, infrastructure up to a point. But at the same time, um, you know, if, if, if I'm held financially responsible for any damage that I cause in an accident then that may right there be more of a deterrent than anything as far as people being more responsible. So, but everybody thinks that, well, I've got health insurance or, or car insurance or, or I've got Medicaid or whatever. 
um, to, to pick up the bill in case, you know, my stupidity uh, wins me, a, you know, I'm playing a stupid game. If I win a stupid prize, well, there's going to be somebody to pay for this. And as a society, <laughs> our young people are not getting taught how to pay for their mistakes. Uh, and if you don't learn that at a young age with a small price for a small mistake, then it just amplifies itself later on and people make a big mistake. It comes at a big cost and they're unwilling or, or unaware of how to even be responsible for, for that cost. So, so besides that, I mean, we could talk about guns or, or anything tonight, as far as, as far as the government sticking it itself into your business and making your decisions, what are some other places we'll get to guns, I'm sure, but, what are some other places besides guns that you guys see the government sticking its fingers in your life? Uh, too many damn regulations on small business, whether it's small business, big business. Um, now, granted, to a certain point, I think, at least in my opinion, on big business and stuff, they should be regulated to a certain point just because their outreach is a lot larger than small business. Who decides what's a big business and what's a small business? Exactly. And then I, then you get into that freaking parallel on that too. And it, I don't know. I, I just think all the way around, I think there's too much red tape to start a business or, well, let's, let, let's take the, for example, uh, drilling for oil and getting energy. Mm-hmm especially when it comes to natural energy, whether you're talking about actual going for oil or whether you're going for gas, which is probably the cleanest burning fuel out of all of them. And it, it, it hurts everybody, especially, you know, you see the prices of coal and everything, y'all. I mean, come on, it's, it's <laughs> four dollars where I live at now, and it was, Eh, 350 so that's that's a heck of a jump so it just conspiracy theory time a lot of people are saying that that the biden administration is working on uh making it impossible uh cost prohibitive and 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 if they can't outright prohibit uh burning oil and and uh you know using gasoline and diesel automobiles then they'll they'll make it uh, cost prohibitive and try to drive people away from it um so that may or may not be the case. I heard today that uh, they did cancel another, what was it, 60,000 gas and oil drilling contracts, which really makes me wonder why are they doing that? Um, you'd think that 
in a time when we have four or five, six dollar gasoline that, yeah, we we maybe should produ be producing more of it, not not less of it. But um, that's another thing is, you know, the, the government wants to mandate that we go to, um, you know, electric cars and wind and solar energy um, and all this kind of stuff um, way sooner than is going to be feasible. Um, so I don't know how you guys feel about that, what you guys think, yeah, but I'm dude, I'm totally a car fan. I watch basically the majority of what I watch on YouTube is car truck and gun videos all the time. And there's a lot of EV channels I'm subscribed to. And there's a lot of, of teething pains with the whole EV thing right now. And I'm pretty critical of it because raising these gas prices and then having this push for all these electric vehicles that are that are not I mean they're they're expensive for the average person to buy your average you know entry level price on an EV is what 40 grand on up mm -hmm. um that's where they start you know and that's for nothing fancy that's for a little Ford or something that's going to go a couple hundred miles on a charge right? right if you can even get one you know I'm thinking about all these people live in apartment complexes that don't have an easy way to charge their vehicles the hookups are expensive the 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 panels are expensive and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking and I had a debate with my buddy and I mean obviously I want something that's Gonna pollute less. I'm, I'm, I think that's great, right? But at the other side, it's like, at what cost? I mean, it's almost gonna force everybody into mass transit transportation, which a lot of places don't have. Look at Nebraska, right? Um, because you can't afford the gas, you can't afford an EV. Your landlord won't let you install a level two charger, level three charger, because of whatever reason. The other thing too, I'm thinking about is, you know, you got states like like Texas, um, where they have brownouts or burnouts, whatever they call it in the summertime, where the power goes out. Yeah. You know, if they have extreme heat, everybody's running their AC, they have to just grids of the city shut down. Okay, if they can barely keep people going now, what's going to happen when you have millions of vehicles plugged in that need so many kilowatts of electricity, mm -hmm. their infrastructure is going to implode. And and I mean, on the other end, the, the industry and the, you know, the car channels are pushing this as, oh, it's great. You know, it's EV simplicity and they're quiet and they're powerful and they're they're just like a regular car. I mean, some of these channels are critical of them, but the way that they're pushing it, it's almost becoming something where it's something you think you need. And I'd like to have one, but a standard plug-in charger in my rental, I couldn't charge my vehicle quick enough to drive it the next day if I had to drive it over so many miles in a day. Right. So, and then by making the gas so expensive, it's like, and then look at the used car prices right now. And then now there's the models changing for new cars. Now for new cars, Ford is actually talking about getting away from even having inventory on lots. It's strictly pre-sales and buying online you don't even deal with dealers anymore so they're they're going to be changing their model to either all ev at some lots all gas at some lots or a mix mm -hmm. of ev and gas but if you're one of those lots you get less inventory than either or so the way that we're doing cars right now is going to change tremendously and you're not going to get that freedom of choice where you just go buy the fifteen hundred dollar clunker to get you by i mean that's going to disappear so it's really i really feel like it's being it's being rammed down our throat quicker than what we're ready for um, oh, okay the yeah the ev thing and if you hadn't talked about the the brownouts i i was going to um the the ev thing is um yeah i i'm not saying that the evs aren't going to be the the car of the future i think they are i yeah. think they definitely are way down the road though we're not there yet right yeah. now yeah. expecting everybody to drive an ev is the same as expecting every firearm owner to have a smart gun the technology is not there yet. Uh, maybe one day it will be, yeah. but it, it's not there yet. It, it's not efficient. It's not realistic. And it's that's going to get people killed. If everybody has to drive an EV, that's going to 
it's going to completely um, just bring our country to a standstill just well, from what you said. What I keep hearing is within the next seven to eight years, most of the manufacturers are going to be primarily manufacturing EVs now. We'll see if that really happens. But if that's the case, man, where are we going to plug these things in? I mean, it mm -hmm. takes time. Yeah, you don't and, have convenient facilities to plug them in. I mean, maybe there, you'll get a chain of gas stations that have coverings for people to park their vehicle for 40 minutes to wait while their battery goes from 20 to 80. I mean, it's not as convenient as you think it is. You, you got to hope the charger works. You don't know what the charging time is on the car. You're going to do that in the middle of January. You're going to sit in your car with it not running for 40 minutes while it's charging. I mean, there's a lot of things that just aren't being taken into consideration. It's really pushing people in a direction that myself, I'm not comfortable with. And I'm wondering if a lot of this is because of pollution mandates on manufacturers. They're being forced to push out the EVs because they're their carbon credits they have to buy or however much pollution producing vehicles are allowed to produce mm -hmm. is being limited. So they're being forced into EVs themselves. I think, I think it's being handed down from up above personally. Um, I think yeah, it's, I don't know, I, you don't really hear about that, but that's why, why are we getting this big push for all these EVs when it's costing them tons of money and in, in investment? Mm -hmm. Maybe they're just investing for the future. They're doing it now because in a hundred years, it's going to be, everybody's going to buy them like, like cars now. I don't know. Which is, but, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for Elon Musk developing better and better Teslas, right? I really am. Uh, up until the point where I get told that I have to have one. Yeah. Now, yeah. I may yeah. decide later to, to, to get one. But that, again, like, like everything else, it should be my choice. Yeah. And, and for now, I agree that, yeah, me burning gasoline, yeah, it's putting pollution into the air. And I don't want that ultimately. But right now, for, for feasibility... Uh, it's not feasible to just up and stop uh, burning gasoline and diesel. And until it is, I think that we can do a lot to make uh, vehicles more efficient um, so we don't burn as much gas and we don't have as much pollution per tank um, or, or maybe per tank, but not as much pollution per week, say, uh, out of the same vehicle. I, I think there are many things that they could do uh, that they don't because there's no money in it there's no money in a cure right um well now the the money's gonna be temporarily there for whoever builds electric vehicles sure um up until that tanks and nobody can afford one or or everybody's got one or, or whatever and then it goes back to just a few uh manufacturers there um so i don't know i i think that it's it's gonna be very interesting and potentially frightening um, and all this stuff that we're talking about, I used to think, man, that's going to be something that happens when I'm 80 or 90 or after I'm dead. Wow. Now I'm thinking that's going to be something that happens before I'm 50. California has a no gas vehicle yeah. selling policy kicking in by 2035. It's like, I yeah. hope that doesn't include commercial providers. How are you going to make a semi to deliver food? If we don't have oh. the battery technology by 2035 and, to haul. And the you know? people that are pushing this don't understand what you said earlier. There's not a bus. Well, we finally, in, in my town, we finally have uh, somewhat public transit. It's a it's a private company that's contracting with the city uh, to to subsidize a little bit of, of a couple routes that way. So there's, there's a few buses running around Norfolk now. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can't feasibly put in electric rails everywhere so once that happens and and there's no private company that's going to be able to come in and pay uh afford to pay to to lay tracks and and put electric uh trains going up and down every road in america even just in nebraska 
So, so then all of a sudden the government comes in, pays for that. Well, we pay for that. Uh, they pay for it with our tax money. And then that's just one more thing that they get to dictate is where we can go. Uh, you know, they, they get to control the travel and, and there's going to be people that are signing up to be controlled on, on where they can go. Because if they control the travel, another, uh, COVID out, not COVID, but another pandemic hits. And all of a sudden, uh, they can tell people, you know, don't cross the state lines or don't cross the County lines. Well, they tried that this time and it didn't work very well because they can't police that. But if they can get cars off the roads and, and put you on trains everywhere, they can shut those down. Restrict your range. They can restrict your range. With your car, yeah. if your electric car doesn't go over 250 mm-hmm. miles or 300 miles, you're not getting very far out of your state without refueling, you know? Yeah, and and yeah. I mean, every car, whether it's gas or electric in the future, what's to stop them from, from putting something in that they can just send a kill command? Oh, yeah, exactly. yeah. You already, I mean, you've already got that. You already have that now. A lot of cars that have OnStar, yeah. if a car yeah. gets stolen, you can call it in and yeah. they can turn, they can deactivate or they can mm-hmm. throttle it down to something or do it like a we're, mode to force it to slow down. Yeah, we're a, a couple bad elections away from that being a mandate that it has to be in every car. Retroactive. If if you don't get one for your car, then you uh, you can't license your car. Yeah, you know exactly. something like that. I mean. That circles back all the way around to what the whole theme of this mm-hmm. show is, is they're trying to regulate what you can and cannot do and mm-hmm. what they're trying to shove down our throat. Yeah, and, and if they're not, there's nothing to stop them from, from that. Exactly. I mean, okay, maybe Biden's not, but what if Harris runs next and, and she gets elected and maybe Harris won't, but what about the one after that? Can, can you promise me that nobody will ever try that? Not if that it's, it's no different than having a a gun registration. Okay. Maybe the current administration honestly is not wanting to take away the guns, but if they put a registration in place, they leave the door open for the next one or the one after that to come in and take them. And I think that there may be a few people from Germany who would tell you that it's not good to give up the firearms or or even good to let them write down uh who has them and where they are exactly so so again it's been is this going to happen gosh i hope not could it of course and and the price of freedom is eternal vigilance right so that's why we need these conversations because we need people to think about this and we need to have these conversations in a way that it's not just Alex Jones style. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Alarmist paranoia kind of stuff, right? <laughs> it, the sky isn't falling today, but the sky very well could fall. And anybody that doesn't think so really needs to start paying some attention. And that's kind of where I want to keep things with always with this show is, you know, not that the sky is falling, uh, but, just you know it it very well could um so so let's talk about this one now i i know i try to stay away from current events because i like these episodes to stay good what's the word evergreen um i want them to stay relevant five years from now uh what we talk about today um i don't want it to only only be relevant while people can remember the headlines but we've got the new um what is it uh everybody's calling it the ministry of of truth information which, ministry of truth that's from okay. what's that movie 
that's from 1984 right? or something or no it's no? from 1984 i think okay. i haven't read 1984 i've only read animal farm um but i believe that's where the ministry of truth came about and so um that's not the right term for it all right youtube don't shut me down because i keep saying that um but it's the department of disinformation misinformation something or other that they finally announced and turns out this has actually been a thing it's not that they just formed it in the last week or two they, they formed it a long time ago uh they just kind of unveiled it now uh so i guess it's been declassified or something it's part of homeland security um so now we've got somebody who uh is completely a wackadoodle from things that i've seen coming through you know old twitter tweets and stuff of her but we've got somebody running this department or this this part of department of homeland defense whose sole job is to determine what's true or not and can be said and i don't understand how anybody's letting this happen because that is a, a huge violation of amendment number uno i'm sorry numero one wait i mixed up my languages again your spanish is getting good <laughs> <laughs> well Dunkashine. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, no, but but for real, I mean, how can we have a government agency determining what can be said and what can't? You okay? Fine, they can determine what's true or not. We have the right to say things that aren't true. We have the right to say things that we know are false. But unless unless I'm trying to intentionally deceive somebody, it's not a crime. You know, I mean, and, and lying is not a crime. Lying to somebody is not a crime in in some instances. It's not a blanket crime. Um, yeah, lying under oath, sure, that's a crime. Uh, lying about somebody to, to uh, defame them, um, you know, that's called slander or libel, depending on if you say it or write it down. But, but telling the... Anything that's not the truth, how do I say is to, saying something that's not true, totally protected by the First Amendment. And even if I tweet it, I could I could put a tweet out right now and provided that it, you know, Elon Musk makes good on his promise to, to let people say what they want. Um, I could say that, you know, the moon is made out of blue cheese and there's a man living on it. Right. The man on the moon. And. If anybody believes that without doing any research, then they're even dumber than me. The the you can never stamp out misinformation because people misinformation means you're wrong. It's just information that's not true. Uh, we talked about this several episodes ago now, but disinformation is when you're intentionally misleading somebody. Um, you can you can never um, intentionally spread misinformation. But uh, but if and you can never unintentionally spread disinformation, that's the difference between the two. Uh, disinformation is is has the intent to to deceive. Um, but uh, but either way, um, again, un unless what I say in some way affects the rights of somebody else, I have the right to say it. So, why does the government think that they need to step in and determine? Who can say things and who can't? Now, all of a sudden, when Elon Musk is is buying Twitter and saying that he's going to, you know, let people just have at it, say whatever you want, 
And as long as you're not breaking any laws, well, all of a sudden now we've got this push to start making things illegal, right? Um, anybody else out there in the chat, um, those of you watching after the fact, in the comments, let me know, and, and you in the panel too here, but is anybody else just a little bit uh, terrified of of that concept and, and what could happen if we start down that slippery slope? What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You know, I, and I don't want to jump off this subject, but I mean, some That's of the fine. stuff it's that wherever I, it goes tonight. Some of the things that I've seen just in the last couple of years have, when this whole COVID thing started, has it just literally blew my mind. I mean, you know, they they come out and then, you know, we were on a curfew. I mean, mm-hmm. that that to me was and, and that. The scary part was is 50% of the population of this country was okay with that. Yeah. And then they start shutting down bars. They start shutting down restaurants. And then we get mask mandates. And it, it just keeps going and going. And everybody's okay with it. And then the almighty vaccine mandates start coming along. You can't go here. You can't get on a plane. You can't come in this restaurant if you don't have a vaccine. And then the second wave of COVID, whatever you want to call it, comes along. And I lost more friends and family members that were mm-hmm. vaccinated from it. And, you, you know, you, you would get on social media like Facebook and you'd see all these people, you know, with their little profile picture, I'm vaccinated and all this. And I, if that didn't scare people to see how much control the government took over on us with everything that went on with that and still, you know, I mean, yeah, it's let up a little bit now, but that was some scary, scary stuff to see how much control the government took within a year's time over everything. Yeah. And that the amount of people that were supporting it and that were behind it and that were okay with it. Yeah. It's not only the fact that it happened, it's how quickly it happened. Yeah. And, yeah, very, very few people were willing to even stand in the gap and try to slow that down. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. no, you're you're completely right. I mean, everybody talks about Ron DeSantis or um, Christy Nome from South Dakota. I mean, our state wasn't as good as, as those. Our, our governor didn't do anything super crazy. Um, but because we did still have some some places that were allowed mandates and whatnot. But I mean, at at the same time, um, you know, for the most part, I mean, we found out real quick, which, which Republican governors were rhinos and and which ones were actually freedom loving. We found out which Congress critters are, uh, are actually pro freedom and pro America and which ones are pro power. Um, and, and the thing is, when when you said you lost more friends and family that were vaccinated, I thought you were about to say just over the concept of it. Um, it's bad enough the people that died with or without the vaccination. Um, you know, it's it's bad enough that, that, you know, that we did lose friends and family members. It's a disease. I never believed that it was a made up thing. I, I know COVID's real. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I never thought it was, yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, I never thought it was uh, as scary as they wanted me to believe. Um, But I I mean, I I never doubted that there was actually a virus that was, was going around. Um, But the, the biggest thing is how, um, you know, we, we got so polarized so quickly I mean, George Floyd started it all. George Floyd didn't start it, but his death kind of started things because COVID wasn't really polarizing yet when George Floyd died. But between the the polarization of, you know, Black Lives Matter, well, all lives matter. Well, you can't say all lives matter because that alienates me. So you need to say Black Lives Matter. And that was a big thing that happened. And it started people getting mad at each other. And then all of a sudden it came to um, you need to wear your mask because you're going to kill my grandma. Because if you breathe on me while we're both in a public place and I take the, the virus home to grandma, that's your fault, not mine for being there. It's your fault for not not, you know, for breathing on me or whatever to, you know, take this shot and, and stick this this needle in your arm and take this injection uh, so that I can survive. And it's the first time I've ever heard of any kind of, of injection uh, not working, and then they blame it on the people that didn't get it. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's not exactly how that works. Um, the the polio vaccine, when Jonas Salk first developed that, and, and people started uh, vaccinating the, the kids for polio, um, you know, nobody blamed the people that weren't vaccinated. Uh for for the polio after that uh they they just i don't know how that worked you know if the vaccine works then you're not going to get it whether i have it or not and so um i i've never understood that and so many of us said so excuse me and and the the people in power never really even entertained that notion that was one of the things that got deemed misinformation actually if you just came out and said uh, the vaccine doesn't seem to be working, they would hit you with that. If you said, if if yours works, I don't need to get it because we're you're protected and I'm not, you know, we're protected from each other if one of us has it. And that got people into trouble. Uh, so many things got people into trouble over the last 12 months of posting on social media that people were banned off platforms that later on, uh, it turns out what they said was actually true. Um, and so uh, that's one of the biggest things that scares me about this new, whatever the department, if you're out there in the, in the chat, um, let me know if you can find out what the name of that is. The, the real name for the ministry of truth, DHS department of disinformation. Is that what it is? But, but John, they, they say that the focus is not going to be on American citizens. It's going to be on foreign entities that are spreading misinformation on American media. So they, they won't be coming after us. Right. <laughs> what happens when they want to? Oh, what happens when they decide oh, to just just you know amp what? it up a little bit and start going you, after your average Joe that's you upset have about just something? Completely, you know? completely put me at ease now. I mean, I'm a Patriot not, Act never never got anybody in trouble. You know, never, I'm sure it's it's never yeah, it's no. it's always been honest in its use and it's never been used to intentionally take somebody down ever 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 yeah. ever ever. Nope. No, that's not how we work. That's not how we work here in this government. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, it's it's completely crazy. All right. So um we've kind of talked about everything but guns. So 
when it comes to guns, another way that the government wants to be your daddy. I mean, the big, you know, the big shiny example is just the fact that they want to tell you uh, when, how, or even if you have a right to defend yourself. Right. I mean, that's what it comes down to ultimately is again, uh, let us make the decision of what you need. You need to justify to us your need for such a thing before before we'll even consider granting you uh, the option of having such a thing. Now, if I was five and I asked my dad for an AR-15 and he told me, no, I don't need one at five years old, he'd have been right. But the fact that I want to have an AR-15, I want to have a 40-round PMAG to, to load into it, um, you know, those are things that I can make my own decision. And people want to make fun of us, call us paranoid. I don't care. Call us paranoid. Even paranoids have enemies. I mean, maybe I'm paranoid, but am I paranoid enough? <laughs> um, you know, that that's just it, though. Uh, let me make my own decision. I would rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Whether it's that AR, whether it's the 40-round magazine, whether it's, um, you know, lead core or steel steel core ammo for it. I mean, if I decide that's what I want, I should have the right to do that. If I decide if I've got money enough to buy an A-10 and I've got a pilot's license and I can afford to... Uh, I can afford to, to put the whole nine yards loaded into the, the Gatling gun in the front of it, then I should be completely within my rights to do it. And if I want to shoot that gun while I'm flying, I am responsible for where every bullet goes. So if I shoot that at anything that's not mine, that's on me too, right? I should be held accountable for that. But if I've got enough ground or a big hill or something to shoot into, and I want to, then I should be able to. That's what it comes down to. Um, and so, man, it really bugs me when they start trying to tell people that they know more than we do about what we need. You know, it, uh, what was her name? Um, oh, shoot. Brown. It's not, I don't think it's Nicole Brown. That's OJ's former wife. Yeah. Um but there was a, what is the lady's name? She was I knew in, we were talking about Carol, Carol Brown, I think was her name. Yeah. Carol Brown uh, had to, had to wait to get a permit to even possess a firearm. Um, her, it was a, an ex-husband or an ex-boyfriend was very abusive. She had a restraining order against him. Still wasn't grounds. Uh, it was like day 40. She called and asked the state of New Jersey where her permit was to go get this gun and it was still tied up. It, it hadn't been approved yet. I think it was day 41 or day 42 that he walked right through that restraining order and she died. He killed her because she couldn't defend herself because the state of New Jersey didn't see grounds to approve that. And, and she didn't need that gun. So terrible, terrible thing. Um, she's not the only, the only person who, who lost their life waiting for the government to make a decision on whether or not they needed what they were asking for. Um, and again, I refuse. I, I understand that there are times that the law says otherwise, but personally, I refuse to bow to the government and let them tell me what I need. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to break the law, 
I am saying I'm going to fight tooth and nail to make it uh, or keep it the law here where I live that the government doesn't start to, to ban things or outlaw things. Um, you know, and, and the bump stock's not a hill that I'm willing to die on, although it's a fight that I'm willing to take part of. Um, but, but just overall possession of firearms, possession of magazines, possession of ammo, um, not regulating or limiting the number of any of those things or the capacities of it, of the magazines or, or, uh, or anything like that. Those are fights that I absolutely, uh, am taking part in here in Nebraska and am willing to take part in for, for years to come. Um, so again, I, I'm not going to be one of those blowhards that, that says, you know, if they come for mine, they'll get the bullets first. Well, okay. So I've got a decision to make. And, and I know a lot of people, uh, this is kind of polarizing within our community. Um, but some people say, you know, we need more people who aren't, uh, aren't just going to roll over. And if they come for your guns, just give them up. It's true. We mean need more people like that, but also 99 out of a hundred keyboard warriors who say that stuff, uh, are going to be the people who just roll over and give them up. Uh, and <sighs> Exactly. So How many of them actually have a plan if something mm -hmm. like that actually I, I'm so torn because by the time that the police <laughs> actually come knocking on my door, it's too late. Exactly. It, it's too late. Uh, I, I'm going to be opening fire on people who aren't responsible for the decision and are only carrying out orders. And I don't feel right firing on those people. I also don't feel right going to prison and not being here to um, to give the support, and and not that I need to take care of Sandhill Sweetheart, but I need to take care of Sandhill Sweetheart. It's my job as her husband to be here to provide for her, support her. Um, we're we're a team. I she doesn't want to do life without me. She said that five years ago, and and I took her at her word. She took me at mine, um, and so I I I don't want to go to prison um, over a magazine capacity issue um but i don't know they're they're everybody needs to decide you need to look at the person in the mirror and and agree on a place where i'm only willing to back up so far and then i will i will fight i will take the consequences you know everybody's got that point um there were people that were risking being beheaded when they ran the british out of the colonies back in 1775 and 76 uh, had they lost that war, they were going to lose a lot more than their guns or, or their freedoms. Um, and so, I mean, those people, they put everything on the line. They risked it all. I don't want a shooting war in America uh, on American soil ever again. Um, but there are too few. I will say this. There are too few people willing to risk it all right now. And And by risking it all, I'm not even talking necessarily about going to jail. I'm just talking about taking a stand uh risking it all socially and and you know they're well i i can't speak up because i i'll be run out of my my country club or i'll be you know everybody in the office won't like me or i'll get fired from my job well if you feel that strongly about a certain topic and you have to be in the closet to to keep your job why are you not looking for a different job and i'm not saying quit just just go in there and quit i'm saying there's got to be a better option. Um, and if there's not, if you honestly are in a position where 
I've got to keep this job, then the other thing isn't isn't that big of an issue to you. You know, your freedom comes second to your job in that point. In that case, uh, it's not that important to you, and, and you should probably shut up online. And so, again, I mean, there's there's so many different things that we need to. Um, everybody's got to decide, and we need to get together, and we need to to help each other make these decisions, have these discussions, talk about this stuff. Unless they decide that we can't talk about this stuff on social media. And so, you know, that's why I keep saying share these. Please share this episode tonight. Uh, there's so many different things that we, we're not going to get time to discuss. But uh, but put those in the comments. If you're out there and you're watching this after the fact, um, put them in the comments so that, that I can compile some of that stuff. And maybe we'll we'll come back at a different, uh, a different time and, and have more of the conversation. Um, so what are some other spots in the even in the gun world where the the government steps in and uh, wants to to be your daddy and make your choices for you that you guys are seeing? Uh, and I'll I'll go off on what you first started on, John. And I'm not touching any of the guns or anything, but <laughs> just removing my cowboy hat. You know, what's the right to defend yourself with? Is it this Mag Twenty Two? right here standing on the shelf? Is it this old nose in the gaunt? Is it a lever action Henry? Or is it this mm -hmm. M&P 15? I don't want to be told what I can and cannot be. Sorry. Got something coming in. I don't want to be told what I can and cannot be that I can't use to defend myself with. Or I've got my big knives and stuff that I do bushcraft and stuff when I go down into the woods and stuff. I don't want to be regulated on any of that stuff. You know, just just giving a little showcase of what, you know, is, is totally legal, but what mm -hmm. everybody on social media or actually legacy media or anything else is saying, well, you shouldn't have that because it's just dangerous. Well, guess yeah. what? Totally legal. It's within the Constitution and everything. So just stay out of my damn business. <laughs> hey, so I'm curious about something. The $40 billion aid package that was approved for Ukraine. Oh, yeah. um, and again, I'm not, and I'm not saying they'll be able to defend themselves against Russia. If you have an invading country, great, do it. Uh, are they going to limit that to 30-round mags? Or are they going to limit them to 10-round mags? Are they? Because, I mean, last time I checked, we were training civilians to use javelins uh, to blow up tanks. And we're giving, you know, their... They're passing out full auto AK anybody that can pull a trigger. And people are saying, yeah, the Ukraine needs to defend itself. You're all for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think this civilian should have a full auto AK-47? Well, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go get one. And uh, let's see if I don't get arrested. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just kind of ironic that it's yeah, okay. We're, we're so now going to send them howitzers, it sounds like, in this, this well, package. Yeah. What's the difference between you know uh, a, a Russian army unit kicking the door in there or four or five thugs kicking my door in here. What's the difference? A life is a life, right? You know, so so to say that I can't have something I might want to defend myself, why do they get it and I don't? You know, I mean, that's, you know, that, it just doesn't make sense, does it? You know, so I mean, that's the only thing I'm really critical of is like, okay, we're all for it, but then if I want those things, I want those weapons of war. If you, don't hate, evil baby Russians, What's if that? you don't hate the Russians more than the thugs in your town, then you're probably a Russian asset. You, yeah, I'll tell you what, it's, 
No, we Travis is not a comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just thought I that mean, was kind of ironic that everybody's right? so is, pro. You know, you know I, again, and I, yeah. rules for thee, but not for me. That yeah. it, it happens all the time. You know, we don't want you to be able to defend yourself just in case we decide to put the boot on your neck. And anybody that tells me I'm wrong, that I'm being a crackpot conspiracy theorist, uh, no, I don't think that the acid rain is turning the frogs gay. I just think that the, the door, again, is wide open. If we believe the government that they they really want what's best for us, then they need to believe us when we say, get off my lawn, leave me alone, I can take care of myself. And if I can't, that's on me. Right, That's all it comes down to. Give me a chance to sink or swim. And if I sink, that's on me. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and the government doesn't always have to be the bailout. They don't have to be the the ones that come along and, and pay for our screw-ups. Um, you know, the the it's preposterous to expect the government to pay for a student loan debt. And if if they are going to pay student loan debt, then I expect them to send me to college so that I can have debt to even be forgiven. Because if, if they'll pay for somebody else's education, then why won't they pay for mine? That seems like it, it should work. And if uh, if somebody chose not to go to college, but they've got, you know, $20,000 worth of Snap-on tools, then can that uh, money get forgiven? Because they had to take a loan out to to buy the tools to to go to a you know a trade school or something like that and be a, a diesel mechanic, um, you know if that's the, if that's the case if we're going to forgive student loans why not forgive the the startup cost for small business I just started one Sandhills Defense uh, I've got it's a tiny 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 startup cost for a business and it's still thousands of dollars that I've spent and brought in. So far, well, I think that eventually it will bring in money. Uh, I, I've no, that's not true. I've made thirty bucks. I'll tell everybody that right now. Uh, I've spent thousands. I've 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 made thirty dollars. Uh, but to get stuff going, to to be you know uh, a limited liability corporation, you know, I mean, we've got uh, we've got to put all this stuff in place. It's not cheap. So if we're going to forgive student debt for somebody that wants to go get a job uh, for a different company, can we forgive the debt that I've incurred to make my own company? I think that would, would make more sense. Uh, let's, uh, let's incentivize starting small businesses. I'd much rather see my tax dollars going to support small business owners, getting them up and running for the first year or two than paying for four years, six years, um, eight years of college for somebody who's still not a doctor. So again, I mean, but here's the thing. They, uh, the government <laughs> shocker, the government is a lot like a mafia loan shark. If you're going to take their money, there's going to be strings attached to it. Kids mark my words, everything that the government gives you for free ain't free it's got strings on it so if you're going to um if you're going to get on their their assistance programs then they're going to control you 
they're going to get you hooked on that uh, quote unquote free money. And then they're going to tell you, well, if you get married, you're going to lose all this stuff. So they're, they're going to de-incentivize you um, getting married, having a, a two parent household, which means that you may actually have help at home so that you can go get that college degree and go get yourself a better job and climb out of debt and get out of the, the bad part of town, go get a house in the suburbs or out in the country or what have you. Well, they don't want you doing any of that because then you learn how to stand on your own two feet and they can't afford to let you do that. They need you to be dependent on them because with that dependency comes the control over you. They want to be your daddy. They want to call the shots for you. They want you so dependent on them that you have no choice but to accept their help, which comes with their control. And we've all known people that are like that. You know, well, I, I'm going to help you do this as long as you do this the way that I want you to do it. We all get resentful when that kind of help comes along, right? I mean, you know, you, you're going to, we'll, we'll help you um, get out of debt, uh, you know, mom and dad or grandpa, grandma, somebody like that, you know, we'll, we'll get you out of debt, but you need to move home. You need to come be closer. You know, you need to, you need to go to this church or, or go to that church, or you need to, uh, you know, do this or that or whatever you need to, we'll help you out, but you need to come work in, in the family business, you know, all these strings that, well, it's not, that's not really help. I mean, that, that's not a gift. That's just a means to an end for them. Uh, it, that's more of an investment on their part. The government wants to do the same thing. They want to invest in, in you. And what do they get out of the deal? Control your subservience, your dependence. And there's so many people that uh, that find themselves there. And again, it's a slow burn. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, it, it comes along gradually, but pretty soon you're stuck. You can't get out of the projects. You you can't get out of uh, the mess you're in. Uh, you know, financially, you can't afford to go get a job because there's there's nothing close by. You can't afford to get again out of the projects. Um, you don't have a car. Or pretty soon you can't have a car and the buses, the trains don't run where you need them to, or it's not safe to go where you need to or, or whatever. Uh, you know, this is all stuff that's, it's not an accident and it's not a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. Just, just go look at history. Just go look at where people are and, and how they got there. And the story is tragically similar time and time and time again. So they cannot, they can't control you. If, if you still have the means to fight back, that's what it comes down to. They, they want to get you so used to them telling you what you can and can't do that when it comes time to, uh, to talk about the, the very means that you have to protect yourself from them, that you're not only, uh, forced to, but you're willing to give those up. And, and that's where they want to get people. They want to alienate gun owners. They want to paint us as crackpot, paranoid, delusional, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists or what have you, or white supremacists or all the above. They want to, they want to treat us like we're anything but good in the hopes that it, you know, there may be some people that are just shamed out of it. And the rest of us, uh, if we don't have society with us, then we become the the fringe, right? We become the the minority. Uh, we're just a few cells around the country who 
um, again, if they can convince the our neighbors that we're uh, white supremacists, thugs, or whatever, then we don't even have the support of our community anymore. Who's going to come help us when the time comes? It, it's going to be it. We're on our own. So your choices are give them up or die. What are you are you willing to die over this? If you are, then go out in a hail of bullets, I guess, whatever. But if you're not, then then you're going to give them up. And 99% of the, the keyboard warriors that want to get fired up never have fired a shot in anger and never will. And, and it's good that you never have. Okay. I never have. I'm not a veteran. Uh, I've, I've never fired a, a shot at another human being. Uh, and Lord willing, I never will. But uh, there are instances which I'm, I'm prepared to do so and willing to do so. Um, in some instances, I still... The guy in the mirror and I haven't come to terms yet on on when we would and when we wouldn't what what we're willing to do. Uh, but we'll get there, and hopefully we won't be forced into it uh, before before our time comes. But um, I think we're gonna start wrapping things up. But before we do, I've talked a lot tonight and and haven't always given you guys a a chance to get a word in. So anything else that any of you want to uh, want to put out on the table before we wrap up. Just going to say, man, it's kind of a, it's kind of turning into a dangerous time to, to be, you know, outspoken on certain topics just because of what it can cost you. Just be careful and be vigilant, but you know, and but I guess, you know, if you want to, if you want things to change, man, you got to be part of that change. Just get active any way possible, you know, whatever it takes for you to not lose those rights, because I just don't know. Where things are going man it's getting kind of crazy the other thing that might be an interesting topic for next time john maybe the whole real id thing that's coming in in one month one year how that's going to affect domestic flights and stuff and how we all have to be real id certified and have a gold star on our driver's license and stuff it's kind of kind of scary man it's kind of scary that they're that they're going to basically force you so you know anybody that's against you know ids for voting or whatnot and, and it's it's coming it's coming so just uh you know kind of watch what you're saying so i don't know yeah Crazy oh. stuff, dude. Yeah. Very good point. Um, where'd that going to? Oh, Blitz out there in the chat said, uh, it is crazy hearing people who months ago would freak out if you weren't wearing a mask now wanting Ukrainians to kill them all. And and that's exactly true. Um, no, it, it's, it's nuts. It's about saving how, lives, John. It's about saving again, lives. Again, it rules but... for thee, but not for me. I mean, excuse me, I'm all for the Ukrainians having full auto because they they're not here you know those guns will will never make it to our streets because there's no ukrainian mafia here that would import those and smuggle them in it could you know, all those 243s that got left behind in afghanistan they they won't show up on the border oh no wait they are i'm sorry they are showing up now oh I, gosh I, no yeah, no yeah. say it ain't and those so. fn m4s you know no wonder i couldn't buy an, an m4 uh, now they're showing up on the black market if i want one so i did not uh, see that coming yeah no who would thought those would make their way over here and you know, mm. take out our own. So yeah, so, yeah no. everything already flying twenty four hours after we left there, and yeah, I I, I want to go to Afghanistan. And I want to go pick up a C thirty one, yeah, gunship, really cheap. <laughs> Probably a couple sitting around that need just some light duty repairs that they can't fix. So. Just bring some tires. They're sitting up on blocks. They've been take your twenty thousand dollars in stamp on tools with you. Go over there and <laughs> fly home and ride off on I'm taxes. Can and, fix it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Chris, anything you wanted to throw out before we wrap up? Uh, no, I, we covered a lot of stuff tonight. We and, uh, did. 
I think, I you know, people just people really need to wake up and realize what's going on around us because yeah, uh, there's a lot of control coming real real fast. Yeah, and and some of it hasn't been a slow burn. It it was the opposite. It happened so fast that we didn't, you know, by the time the dust settled, it was already there, and we didn't we didn't know what to do. Um, it almost happened too quick. So you're right. There's a lot of control already happened. And, and if we don't watch it a lot more and a lot worse, I think mm-hmm. uh, it's potential. Is it going to happen? It's nothing's decided yet. Nothing's guaranteed. Can it happen? You bet your butt it can. Uh, the only way that it doesn't is if we all decide that it's not going to happen because it, it goes back to um, what's the movie? A bug's life. You know, the if if the ants ever figured out that there's more of them than the grasshoppers, then the grasshoppers way of life is over and, and they're not going to be able to take things from the ants anymore. And that's exactly what it comes down to. If 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 we all decide that there's more of us and we uh, we all band together and stand united, then the patriots in, in the United States, there's there's not a force uh, more. uh not only more numbers, but, but more determined if we could all just pull our heads out and agree on, on a common goal and we're all going to work together to get it done. But uh, we're so independent. We don't want anybody telling us what to do, including each other. And, and that's where we implode. Whereas the others are fine with, with forming a hierarchy and having leaders and, and uh, um, followers. Mm -hmm. And none of us want to be the followers. We all want to be generals. None of us want to be privates. And so we get nowhere. Yeah. We get nowhere. We're, we're not a force to be reckoned with. Uh, we're, we're just a bunch of, uh, of just little cells is really all it is. And a lot of, a lot of us one-person cells. Uh, we're not part of any organized militia or anything like that. So uh, if it hits the fan, uh, I, we don't have a network to, to fall back on. We really don't. Um, there's going to be an awful lot of little islands that get overrun. So it's it's not going to be good for us unless we can all agree uh, to put our differences aside and and work towards one common goal, and that's just to to fight the control. That's all. That's all we got to do. Just fight that control. We don't do it with bullets, Lord. Uh, if it gets that far, it's too late. Uh, we do it with. Uh, we don't need the bullet box yet. We need the. Uh, the voting box, the ballot box, uh, the soap box. We need to take advantage of those. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the boxes that we need right now more than the bullet box. And so, um, w- but we've all got to get together. We've all got to, got to agree to, to work together despite our differences. I don't care what you look like. I don't care who you worship. I don't care who you love, uh, or if you worship or if you love it, none of that makes any difference. If you, want the government to stay out of your life as much as I want the government to stay out of my life, then I am willing to stand shoulder to shoulder with you and, and fight that in the courtrooms, in the legislative halls, in the town squares, in the school board meetings, wherever we need to. The pen is mightier than the sword, kids. So let's rally around that and try to avoid a shooting war that none of us can win because if we have another civil war, we all lose. 
we all lose and it, it may very well be your kid laying dead in the driveway um even if you're not part of the fighting you're going to be affected too and i don't want that for you or your kid so all right let me get off my soapbox and uh we'll go back to these little boxes on the screen we'll let everybody wrap up and uh we'll call it a night so real quick here we'll just go back in reverse order and start with chris uh anything that uh that you haven't had a chance to say that you want to say and then where can people find more of you um first off thanks for the invite i had a great time on here tonight so i i actually you're the one the week before your anniversary is the first episode of this show i ever watched and i really enjoyed it so it was super cool to get invited on here tonight so um uh everybody can get me at chris from the 740 here on youtube um every tuesday and thursday i put up a new content video uh sometimes it's a gun review sometimes an optic review sometimes reloading um and then on wednesday nights from 9 to 11 eastern i have my live chat awesome all right thank you very much thank you for uh for being here we appreciate it and uh don't be a stranger and don't be afraid to speak up just because some of us are, are loud and don't always give you a chance to, like I said, I don't, I didn't want to just call on everybody tonight and go around the horn. So uh, don't be afraid to just butt in and, and hold your own. Okay. Uh, you're, you're welcome back anytime you want to, you want to come back in. So normally what I do is just what I did tonight. I, I sent this link out, I think to 35 or 36 email addresses and I just blind CC them all. So some people may not want their, their info out there to everybody, but uh, sent them out to, to, I think 35 people and three popped in and that's what happens. Sometimes we'll have four or five or just one or two. So it's a lot of fun. Um, Travis, we'll move over to you. Any closing thoughts and where can people find more of you? No, man, I think we had a great discussion tonight, covered a lot of different areas. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot that we can learn from tonight's episode. So, um, again, you can find me at my YouTube channel, Travis P11, and check out my podcast. And I think that's about it. So we're good. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Mm -hmm. uh, Pat, closing thoughts. Where can people find you? Not the location of the bunker. I know that's a secret. No, definitely not in the bunker. <laughs> um, no, you can find me on uh, YouTube at uh, Pat in the Bunker. Uh, haven't posted anything for a little bit. Been pretty busy with other projects and everything, as everybody on the panel knows. But uh, <clears throat> the uh, gun behind my uh, right shoulder has done a lot of undertaking from Monstrum Tactical, and I've had really good luck with their stuff so far. But... The final overhaul video will be up in the next week or two before Thunder on the Range 2022 in Nebraska. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, thanks for having me on. And we definitely went through a wide range. <laughs> this is probably one of the most broadest ones I've ever been a part of on your show, John. I, I think that's because that's because the host pinballed all over tonight oh yes for sure it, it was definitely a pinball game for sure but that's one of the things that i enjoy is just kind of going all over the place and you know and so many of those topics you can link from here to there well easily and that's one of the reasons why i pinballed so much is because this is 
uh, government overreach is is literally in every corner of your life. And yeah. and I kind of wanted to to bounce around to lots of different corners of everyone's life just to to show examples of this. That way, more people people. It's not that people aren't smart enough to realize it. It's that we get so busy and so many people don't want to pay attention to politics. And so you just get so busy grinding out your life that you don't stop and look around and realize everything that's actually going on um, until you, you make it a point to start looking. And I really want tonight, if nothing else, I want people to start looking. That's it. Uh, you may not agree with everything that, that any of us said. That's fine. Um, if you disagreed with, with the points that I tried to make, you're more than welcome to, number one, make comments. Um, put those down in the comments down below, especially if you're catching this after the fact. Uh, and number two, you're welcome to come on the show. And as long as you can uh, refrain from, from you know dropping F-bombs and, and saying uh, bad words all the time, we try to keep it. Uh, fairly family friendly. Uh, we try to keep it out of Uranus as much as we can. Um, but uh, but honestly, I mean, you're welcome to come and, and present a viewpoint that's the opposite of mine. You're, we, we can have a debate if you want, or you can just uh, just talk about your side of, of the story, you know, whatever. Uh, if you don't agree with me, that doesn't mean I don't like you or I don't respect you. Uh, I may respect you more for disagreeing with me uh, as long as you know why and, and you have reasons to back that up or ways to back that up. Uh, but anybody that wants to disagree, you're always welcome to come in here too. I've yet to actually get that. So um, so we'll see. I do want to put up a couple comments here real quick. Blitz said, uh, hard part is using our private money versus taxpayer government money. Yes, we are a little underfunded right now. That is, that is the truth. The government has the ability to... Uh, not only control all the taxes that we pay in, but if there's not enough, uh, they can just print more. Um, he says, which is really odd. We fund the fight against ourselves, which also is true. And, and a lot of us resent that, but all taxation is theft, uh, as many of us agree. And, and I said, um, because it's because we don't have a Soros or a Bloomberg on our side. Uh, funneling money into the pro-gun efforts. We we do this, it's all grassroots. We don't have a daddy Warbucks out there uh, making things better for us or trying to make things better for us. Uh, goodness knows that we we sure would if we, uh, if we could find such a thing. So um, Travis just popped out there. Uh, we'll say goodnight to Travis. He had to get going. There's another storm coming in. Storms have been rolling across uh, the plains all day. And uh, one of them rolled through Lincoln earlier, and, and now he had to get the dog outside while it's he's in between them um, so that he didn't have to take the, the dog outside in a thunderstorm that's about, uh, I think there's another one coming through yet tonight. So, um, so again, Travis was here, and, and we love it when Travis is here. Uh, I was going to have him talk a little bit about Thunder on the Prairie, but that is going to be the, uh, the first weekend in June. Um, if you uh, haven't heard about this yet and, and you make YouTube videos that deal with guns, you're invited. Uh, it's not just a family fun day out at the range. It's, it's going to be for the people that show up and bring their tripods and their cameras and want to actually film stuff. Um, but if, if, you've, uh, if, if you want to film stuff as a group, collaborate, that kind of stuff, that's what it's going to be about. 
and a lot of it's just uh, getting all these YouTube people that that we know that we've never actually uh, met face to face and and you know shaking their hand, getting everybody together and just having a kind of a reunion. And it's a, a reunion where everybody can actually uh, shoot some guns and film some videos. And so that's what Thunder on the Prairie is going to be about. Whatever that first weekend in June is, what it's the the is it the fourth? Um, yeah. It's the, uh, well, actually, if you want to come on Friday night, they are having a uh, pistol class out there on Friday night, and you can join in on that. Okay, and that's on June 3rd. Yep, and then 4th is the actual YouTube range day. And if you, if you haven't decided or you're just hearing about it, you want more info, get a hold of Travis P11 or Defense Dad. And you can find yes, them sir. on YouTube, and they've got some videos out uh, regarding that. Uh, so you can comment on those, and they'll get those comments. Or um, if you need to get a hold of them and can't find a way to, then um, just send me an email at nesandhillsmedia at gmail.com. Uh, NE for Nebraska, nesandhillsmedia at gmail.com. It's on the screen if you're watching on uh youtube or facebook or twitter or spotify when this goes on spotify next week uh you can watch it there too on video but um email me and i will forward it uh your info onto them so that so that they can get in touch with you uh it's not too late to register you're just if you register now you're probably going to miss out on some of the swag that uh is getting sent from some of the sponsors but uh, yeah. the range is actually down uh, just south of Lincoln a little ways in a, outside a little town called Firth, F-I-R-T-H. Nebraska Shooters is the name of the range. Great outfit. Uh, great place to train from what I hear and what I see on videos. I've never been there. Um, I know a few of the people who are instructors through them, and they're all a great bunch of people. Um, so uh, would be cool. We're going to try and get down there yet that night and meet up with everybody uh we're not going to be there for um i don't think for that day so we'll have to see what happens there but uh pretty sure i'm scheduled to work the the old day job that day so we won't get to lincoln until about supper time we're hoping to meet up with everybody there so all right if you have questions about that defense dad or travis or get a hold of me and i will get you over to them um on behalf of uh do we have anybody else besides blitz uh vanessa kitty jumped into the comments and armament and axes was out there kind of a short list tonight pat in the yep, bunker travis p11 carolina edc reviews agorizer chris from the 740 mike blitz vanessa kitty pnw woods and armament and axes i didn't see woods out there uh congratulations on the new job i uh didn't didn't ask the other day on facebook if you're still watching pnw um I, let me know. Send me a message or something. Let me know what your job is because I don't even know what you switched to. Uh, I just saw that you started a new one. So congratulations on that. And uh, I think that's going to be it. So on behalf of Travis and Chris and Pat and Sandhill's sweetheart and, of course, myself, um, thank you for joining us. Catch us live. Next week's going to be a little goofy on the time. We're going to be uh, intentionally late, not like tonight. We're going to be 30 minutes late, so we'll start at 8.30 next week. Um, but I think it's going to be a fun one. I got a couple different topics I'm trying to decide between. Um, one of them is going to be kind of heavy, not 
not like abortion heavy, just it, it's going to be maybe uh, one that steps on toes. And I may need a little bit more time than I've got to uh, to prep for that one. So that might be two weeks from now at the regular time. But next week for one, one week only, uh, we're not going to skip it. We're just going to push it back 30 minutes and started it at 8.30 next Thursday night, the uh, whatever night that is. This is the 12th, so the 19th. Uh, May 19th, we're going to be uh, a half hour late, but watch for those links, and hopefully the uh, the moron that builds these chats will make that link public uh, instead of the, the debacle we had tonight. So those of you who joined us live, thank you. God bless you. Up, oh, DJ's in the house. He's, uh, he's late. He's uh, real late, but that's okay. Just- just like a blister, now that the work's done, he shows up. Yep. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did popping in. Uh, we're we're just signing off. So God bless you guys. We love you. But it's time to go. Get off my lawn. <laughs>